Amen. If you got your Bibles, Deuteronomy, the 26th chapter. It's going to read one verse and then we'll, we'll have some church, some more church. Amen. I love the singing. I love the shouting. But I love it when that word confirms things in my spirit. Amen. I, nothing like the word of God. Deuteronomy 26 and 8, and the Lord, everybody say it was the Lord. It's the Lord that brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm. It was God that did that. And with great terribleness, that means great awe, and with signs and with wonders. Everybody say it was God brought us out. Everybody say with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm. I want to preach for a little while from this title, A Father with a Long Arm. And set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, lift your voices to the Lord. Come on, I need some prayer warriors to help me pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, just pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you for a moment. Come on, watch you shake some things off right now. Hey, I want the Word of God to get in my spirit tonight. Hallelujah, I need you to help me, Jesus. Oh, you've never failed me, Lord. You've been good to me, God. You brought me out, oh God. You were merciful to me. Hallelujah. Now in a way of worship, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Everybody say a father. Everybody say with a long arm. Amen. Praise God. Moses is writing this book of Deuteronomy and and many times the historians would call Deuteronomy, they would call it the second giving of the law. If you've ever began in Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and you think, oh my, if I can just get past this, it's gonna, I'm going to start understanding something. Amen. About that time you get to Deuteronomy and it, he gives the law all over again. Amen. Thank God for it though. Some people think the Bible's too redundant, but this is what I think. I think if you're on a trip that's going to end up in eternity, you might want to make sure you hear it once or twice or maybe three times. Come on, church. Don't ever get tired of hearing the Word of God. Don't ever get tired of somebody preaching to you. Hey, we're heading for eternity, uh, and we got to make sure we're going the right way. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. I want to be correct. I want to be right. Everybody say, I want to be right. I want to be right. Amen. Well, I'm going to preach to you. Thank the Lord. Amen. I, I don't want to make a wrong turn on this trip and end up 
somewhere I didn't plan to be. My Bible said not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in. But it's going to be those that do the will of what the Father says. Amen. Everybody that walks in with a nice suit on ain't going to go to heaven. Not everybody that says I'm a Christian is going to make it to heaven. But it's going to be the people that say, show me the way, God. Come on. I hope somebody's hungry in this place. I hope you're hungry for the word of God tonight. Hallelujah. So Moses begins to describe in Deuteronomy, this is how we got out of Egypt. Man, Egypt has always been a type and a shadow of the world and, and sin and bondage or whatever you want to call it, but it ain't good. And let me tell you how they did not get out of Egypt. They did not get out of Egypt by having game night. I don't have a problem with game night, but that ain't going to break any chains. They didn't get out of Egypt by having a 12-step program. Well, you just do this, and then you do this, and then you, you think a good thought. That ain't how they got out of Egypt. I don't have a problem with people. Going to programs and learning great stuff, hallelujah. But that never got anybody out of Egypt. Rehab never got anybody out of Egypt either. Thank God for good people that try to help people. But at the end of the day, it's going to take an outstretched arm of God that pulls people from what they were to where he wants them to be. Come on, let's love Jesus. Everybody in the house, lift your hands to the Lord. Let's thank him for his mercy. God, you have been so good to us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you how it happened, though. He said, and it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed. Everybody say sighed. By reason of the bondage. And they cried. Let me tell you. If you ever get sick and tired of the old life. If you ever start sighing. About your life out there. If you ever get fed up. with Boy I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. You can't get delivered if you love it out there. But when you start sighing, uh, hey, there's got to be a better way. Uh, there's got to be something uh, in this world better. They were getting irritated. They were getting aggravated. I can tell you when you're witnessing the people, if they, if they enjoy being a drunk, you might as well go on to the next door. Amen, because you can't break a chain that they like. The Holy Ghost can't break a chain uh, if somebody don't want the chain broken. Uh, but when they start sighing, uh, I wish I could get out of this. Uh, I wish God would break this. Uh, hey, you ain't very far from a miracle. Come on, let's love him right now. Hallelujah. 
When they started sighing, the Bible said they cried. God, lead me to somewhere. Lead me to somebody that's sick and tired of the drug world. Lead me to somebody who's sick and tired of being bound by perversion. Lead me, God, to somebody who wants a new start in their life. Hallelujah. Because when people start crying, God starts listening. They began to cry, the Bible said, by reason of the bondage. Sick and tired of it. God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. Let me tell you the best way and the quickest way to get out of a mess is to open your mouth. It ain't get on Facebook and it ain't get on Instagram and comment about garbage. The best way and the quickest way is to find you an altar and start saying, God, I want out. God, I need help. Let me tell you, you won't pray very long until God starts listening. I used to, I loved it when my pastor would say, you learn how to lift your hand toward God. He said it won't be very long till you'll feel a hand coming back down towards you. There's something about reaching for God that causes him to reach back down. There's something about crying out to God that makes him open his ears. You know what I felt like Monday night in this house? There were so many people. I think there was about 100 people packed into this room, laying everywhere, rolling everywhere, crying out to God. And I said, Lord, you're, you're breaking things right now. I felt it in this house. It was something breaking. Something somebody been needing for a long time. Monday night began to shift. Why would you quit praying? Prayer's what got Prayer's what got you out. Why would you quit praying now? Why would it be too much trouble? For you to pray now. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. Man, when I watch people that need God so bad and I watch them not pray, it tells me they like the condition they're in. When people are bound and they don't sigh. They got a problem with somebody 
being bound. I got a problem with how they act when they are bound. If you end up bound, don't sit there. Mad at the world. Don't sit there. Well, he ain't going to get me. Uh, he's just a man anyway. It ain't a man. It's the anointing going to break something up. The anointing of God will destroy uh, the yoke of sin. Uh, you'll just say, yes, Lord. You just got to learn how to say yes. Yes. Come on, you said no all your life. You said no forever. You ought to try yes for a while. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Take these shackles off my feet. Maybe you don't want to dance. But I like being free in the Holy Ghost. Take these shackles off my hands. Hey man, why, why is this so important? i tell you why it's so important. Because I used to go to church with my wife. When I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I thought, I wonder what it would feel like to be able to raise your hands. There wasn't physically anything on my hands. It was all in my mind. The devil said, you can't do that. That's why every time I think about it, I lift my hands. That's why if you can't lift your hands, you need to have a prayer meeting before we leave. Because something's got a hold on you. Hallelujah. The Bible said they cried. God heard. Then God remembered. Then God had respect. And then God began to move. Hallelujah. Where did it start? They had to get sick and tired of making bricks for the enemy. Somebody needs to say, devil, build your own pyramids. We're going to build a house of God's what we're going to build. You know, boy, I feel Jesus in this place. When God began to move, the Bible said, it was with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. The implication is that he had to stretch his arm, but we know God didn't have to stretch his arm. What the Bible's telling us is they were a long ways from where God wanted them. So the word is describing God reaching a long ways off. They weren't across the street, they was a long ways. God's still doing it. 
God's still doing it. They were a long ways from where God wanted them to be. But it didn't matter how far away they were. His arms still reached to where they were. Boy, I'm having fun right now. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make a liar out of the devil before we leave this house. We're going to build the faith of a mama that's been praying for lost loved ones. Uh, for a man that's been praying uh, for lost loved ones. Uh, God still got that same arm. Uh. Hallelujah. Tell you something, when it comes to salvation, you got to learn how to block out every negative voice. He said you would hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk therein. You got to learn to tell the difference between the voice of God in your life and the voice of the enemy. See, I don't know if I can tell the difference. You ought to just. By the context of the language, uh, you ought to be able to tell the difference. Uh, One says you're too far gone. That's not God. One says I can still reach you uh, with my outstretched arm. Uh, That's God. Hallelujah. Devil, you're a liar. We're going to have revival. We're going to win the lost. Let me tell you something. God is no respecter of persons. I said God is no respecter of persons. If he'll use an outstretched arm to reach the Hebrews, he'll use an outstretched arm to reach your lost loved ones. Come on, if you need it to happen, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, let's pray a little bit of faith right now. In the name of Jesus. God, wherever they're at right now, whatever they're doing, God, reach down where they're at. Shake them, Lord. Move them, God. Touch them tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. God is so merciful. God never gives up on people. Hallelujah. I'm in bondage. We've been here 400 years and nothing's changed. We're too deep into this. No, you're just a prayer meeting away from God getting up off of his throne. Do you really think it can happen? I know it can happen. 
Sister Agnes Holmes prayed for her boy for 50 years. 50 years. Don't you know there were some days. I wonder if this prayer has even reached the ceiling in the room where I knelt to pray. And the voice inside asking, is God really listening to anything I've got to say? But I just kept on praying. I just kept on praying. Uh, holding on by faith. Uh, knowing God is always in control. Uh, Come on, sometimes you got to learn how to just pray while you're waiting and wait while you're praying and pray while you're waiting and wait while you're praying and just let God unfold the rose in your life. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord. I can tell you after 50 years, it was a special Sunday morning. I was in North Little Rock when it happened and a gray-haired man walked in the back door eat up with cancer. 50 years saying, bring my boy to church. Tell you one day, it only took one moment. 50 years of hopelessness. Five minutes Probably five minutes to process everything. What am I seeing right now? I didn't understand all the implications. I was on the side and the man walked to the front. Humbled himself before God and started praying. They started shaking him. Oh, don't, don't shake me. You know... I, you know, I get, I get part of it. And if somebody don't want to be shaken, I'm not going to shake them. You know what I pray? God, just give everybody discernment. If you look at somebody and they're like looking at you like they don't like you, don't shake them. Just shake their hand and walk on by. But if they're there and they're crying and crying, uh, go ahead and help them a little bit. Go ahead. You join your faith with their faith and everybody else's faith. God, help them in the name of Jesus. They started working over. Oh, Brother Rubel, they started working that man over. It wasn't very long. He was speaking in tongues. The Spirit of God gave the other, and they climbed him right on up to the baptistry and put him right down in the water. Now, Lord, in obedience to thy holy word, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He come up out of the water speaking in tongues again. 50 years. Don't tell me he won't do it. I want to know if you'll do it. Question is, will you do it? Will you keep praying? 
Will you keep the faith? Will you keep telling the devil, shut up? Get thee behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. Amen, I'm looking for a miracle. I said I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. Why would you be like that? Because I'm a child of the king. I've got the Holy Ghost. I'm not who I used to be. And if God will do it for me, he'll do it for anybody. Hallelujah. The Bible said his arm is not short. Everybody say his arm is not short. Our God has long arms. Praise God. My story was that he stretched out his arm and began to pull on me before I ever started reaching for him. Israel's story was they got sick of the bondage and they started praying in God. That's the best way. The best way is to do it like that. My story was, I didn't realize how long his arm was. Praise God. Monday night, I was sitting right here. Just praying my little heart out. And little Addie, Eccles. She knows she's not supposed to be on this platform. And she run up them stairs and ran right over there. And the whole time she was doing it, she was looking back to see if somebody's going to get her. <laughs> About that time, her daddy was on the front row. I guess he opened his eyes, saw her, and he jumped up. She saw him jump up. She jumped about three steps over. <laughs> what Addie's problem was is that her father is not built like a lot of fathers. I don't know how tall he is. He's about 6'5". But his arm. So she was right here like... I was sitting right there watching the whole thing. And this arm went and kept on going. She was somewhere right around here. He was down there. And he grabbed that girl. And her eyes got about that big around. I don't even know if she could talk, but she's got body language already figured out. And the body language said, I thought I was far enough away. He couldn't get me. Oh, come on. I want to preach to this church a little while. Hallelujah. 
The problem Maddie has is that her father has some long arms. And if I begin to tell my story or I begin to tell your story, it'd be something like this. I thought I was far enough away that he couldn't get me. I thought I was so far away that I could have a decent night's rest without him reaching to where I was. I thought I'd gone so far I didn't have to worry about conviction anymore. Ain't nobody running aisles now. I thought I was so far I wouldn't feel that pull again. Can I just preach to you? If God's after you, if God is after you, tell me where are you going to go to get away from it? Are the Rocky Mountains high enough you can get away from God? Boy, I feel like shouting. I feel like praising God right now. Because when I thought I'd gone far enough away, uh, he never gave up on me. uh, And I'd feel that big old hand uh, reaching back down to where I was. Hallelujah. Let me give hope to somebody. You've been praying for somebody. All you got to do is get God looking at them. He's got an arm stretched from here to Alaska. What's my job? You, You just get God looking at them. Well, well, I don't know if y'all believe that Addie's story or not, so let me just, let me read you David's story. (laughs) He said, whither shall I go from thy spirit? He was thinking, where could I go to get away from this God? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. (laughs) If I make my bed in hell, behold, there you are. (laughs) If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand Lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. Come on, I'm going to preach to somebody. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. I'm not going to go out until it gets dark. Even the night shall be light about me. (laughs) 
He said, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. To you, God, it don't matter if it's midnight or midday. <laughs> Boy, I feel like shouting. Tell you something, you can't hide from God. I said you can't hide from God. He'll come to you daytime or nighttime. If he's got to, if he's got to let the Egyptians whip you for a little while to get your mind right, he'll let them whip you a little while. Come on, somebody help me right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God's after you and you're running, you're wasting energy. If God's after you, you think you're going to sneak around him not see you. You're wasting your brain cells. I love it when people say, well, they're just getting away with it. <laughs> Ain't nobody gets away with nothing. God's watching. God's writing. God's calculating. God's figuring. God's devising a plan. If you ever read all them plagues in Egypt, you thought, my Lord, it seemed like he would have just chopped their head off and let Israel go. And I began to think one day, you know what? Israel needed to see God do some miracles too. They needed to see that you can live in Goshen. And them plagues that's fallen on Egypt don't have to fall on you. Come on, don't get worried. Don't get worried. Well, I don't know how we're going to make it, you know, because, you know, everything's changing. You know, they're going to put chips in people, all this stuff. I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know how you're going to make it. I know how I'm going to make it. Elijah, you just go down to that brook. You stay there till I tell you to move. And if you'll just do what I tell you to do, there's going to be a raven come in the morning and bring you a T-bone and a piece of bread and some olive oil to dip it in. He's going to come back in the evening. He's going to do it again. Don't you know we're in a drought? Don't you know we're God's people? Don't you know he said he'd keep us from the time that would try the whole world? Oh, I love God. I love God. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop running. Praise God. What good is running going to do anyway? You're just prolonging their blessing. I, I, I just, I want to build somebody's faith that's been praying for people. 
I've had them ask me this last week. When do you think? When do you think God's going to get a hold of my husband or my wife or whatever? Well, I don't know when, but I can tell you that if you keep praying, see what my problem was. I had a mom that prayed and a wife that prayed. You think you could outrun that? Finally, one day, it just, it hogtied me. It just caught up with me. I didn't have no choice but to go to the altar. I went to the altar and repented of my sin. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I thought, why didn't I do this when I was five years old? Why am I? I can tell you, just like, just like God worked a lot of stuff out in Egypt for those people to come out. The day I repented of my sins was a day called 9-11. It was a whole lot of stuff going on. But in my spirit, I thought, you got me. And that arm just kept reaching and reaching. I wasn't at home. I was in Norman, Oklahoma going to school. But that arm just kept reaching until it got me. You know what I'm thankful for today? It got me. You know I'm happy today because God got me. Can I tell you something? If you will pray, whoever needs this, your prayer. I, I just, I'm just telling you what I've seen praying today. and You can fact check me if you want. This is my facts. I, I seen like in the spiritual realm, every time I'd say a prayer, that arm went a little further out. I thought I'm about to preach tonight to somebody. If all you do tonight is get that arm just to get a little bit closer to where they are. Uh, you start seeing something happen a uh, little closer to your miracle. Come on, stand together with me. I'm, praise God, I'm tired. And then I worked. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you who's really tired. It's the ones that's trying to wrestle with that arm. <laughs> the ones that are trying to resist what God's doing in their life. They're the ones... <laughs> With health issues. <laughs> more Holy Ghost. I think the more healed I get, the more Holy Ghost I get. I feel Jesus wanting to build somebody's faith in this house.
Come on, help me pray for one moment. In the name of Jesus. God, I love you. Come on. Come on, somebody pray until the Holy Ghost. Come on, let God confirm it in prayer right now. Come on, take somebody by the hand if it's appropriate. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name, I'm telling you, they are not too far. I'm telling you, you're not too far. Come on, God's going to set the captive free. Come on, if you need God to do a miracle, come on down to this front. Come on, the miracle workers in this house. Come on, he's got an outstretched arm. Come on, he's reaching. Come on, he's reaching. Angels. 